Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to another edition of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined as always by David Cole as we jump into episode number 49 of the Debrief. We're almost to the number 50, almost to the half century. It's June the 18th, 2019. We are well into the 2019 racing season. Uh, David Cole back in his offices in Grand Rapids, Michigan. It's time to do the breakdown, the report from the 2019 USPKS Carolina Grand Prix from GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, North Carolina. This week's show presented by the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park, just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. All right, David Cole, uh, there's the intro. 2019 United States Pro Kart Series Carolina Grand Prix at GoPro Motorplex. Uh, you were back trackside after a nice little five-week uh, kind of break at home to spend some time with the family. But, man, we're firing things back up again. And uh, you were down there. You ran quarterback for the EKN trackside live coverage at GoPro. It's good to be back at the uh, at the racetrack, as you said, uh, with a little bit of a break uh, from spring nats until now was uh, was my break. Uh, got got yeah. to see a lot of baseball, so that was good. Got to do some uh, yard work, which sometimes can be good. But it's it was good to get in the heat because, as we know, it hasn't been exactly warm here in the northern hemisphere. So how how was it down there, anyways? You know, the temperature was warm all weekend long. Temperatures were in the eighties every day. Uh, thankfully, no rain was a threat throughout the. Throughout the weekend, so that's my first weekend of the year with uh, with no precipitation. Yeah, you kind of because you were becoming the rainmeister. I was. They were, yeah. You know, everywhere you went, it was going to rain at least one time. And typically, every year we go to GoPro with the United States Pro Kart Series, we're going to get some type of rain. And I think this is one of the first times, uh, you know, even even in those summer uh, June events that we've done in the last, I believe, three years now, uh, we've gotten some type of rain, whether it be overnight or uh, or during the event itself with uh, the hot humidity, but uh, nothing this year. So it was good. David, second event of the season for the USPKS, of course, kicking things off in Ocala back in April with the Southern Grand Prix. Um, You know, we've talked about this a lot, but the move for the USPKS to three races, just the three races uh, in what, April, June, and I believe is it late July, Wow, pretty, you know, great numbers, and, and they really settled into something great, I think. Less is more. Um, that's yeah. that's kind of one of the things I was going to talk about later. But uh, it's, it, you know, they had four races to begin with when the, when the program opened up. And and just because of the, num- the number of events that go on throughout the 12 months of the year here and just in the United States alone is growing. And it's growing more and more with just one-offs, different series, different one-off events here and there for other engine platforms. And so it, the less is, is equaling more. And and dropping them down to three last year helped grow the series back as far as numbers. And now this year, it's it's hitting record numbers. 
That's awesome. Let, let, let's talk about some of those numbers as well. Uh, what, almost 180 total entries on the weekend? Almost 180. Yeah, they had they were above the 180 mark and then dropped down after a couple of cancellations. But uh, it set a new record number uh, for a weekend, uh, beating the 178 mark that was set back at 2015 at GoPro. Uh, so by one num- one entry, uh, they were able to uh, to set that new mark. David, let's say this. When, when I say 179 entries, let's say 170 and 180 entries, I'm not talking like normally people say, hey, we had 100 and this many entries, and they're counting the two days. Like 180 isn't 90 and 90. This is 180, meaning 180 and 180. We're talking 358 overall entries over the two days. Yeah, if you look at it that way, uh, you know, we back in the day, we used to count the total number of entries for the whole weekend because we used to have the light and heavy categories and, exactly. yeah. and stuff like that. So now we've kind of just gone with, uh, OK, there's this many entries in this class for the weekend. Uh, yeah, we did have, uh, you know, maybe a person leave on Saturday because of something happening. But whatever the largest number of that of that weekend on one of the days was was the number that we we calculated in. Uh, like X30 master, a guy wasn't there Sunday, but he was entered on the weekend, but showed up, uh, to, to race one day. So it's that type of situation, but, uh, yeah, the numbers, you know, we'd like to go with drivers, but, uh, it'd be down a little bit more because obviously we have a number of drivers doing both, you know, especially in the junior categories, doing both X30 and K100. Yeah. And, and looking at the numbers, David, X30 pro always good to see, you know, the, the big senior numbers. One of the things I've watched over the 25 years I've been doing this is, you know, watching series kind of at the ebbs and flows. Anytime a series ends up focusing too much, I believe on the junior categories and not making the seniors, the stars, it starts to lose momentum because drivers don't, you know, feel the need to move to that senior category because they've already been the, the stars of the series when they're running in junior USPKS, Scusa Pro Tour, some of the major, major programs, it's still the seniors that are the superstars and man to see 38 guys down there. I, I that's, that's solid. Anytime you're over 30 is great, uh, but 38 big for X30 pro. Yeah. And it was starting to die down a little bit uh, in 16, but uh, thankfully the numbers have gone back above 30. And I think if you look over the span of the series for the seven years that they've had the, the X30 pro or I pro or, Miami senior category has typically had an average of about 25 to 30 drivers every event. So uh, it's just, you know, that, that the, the limited schedule helps, you know, get people there. And, and then when you start seeing the the talent that uh, fills up that number, it uh, makes even more people want to go and compete. You know, David, you mentioned the number 25 being an average there at one point for X30 Pro. That was actually the overall average, essentially uh, 25.5 drivers per category. Uh, Micro Swift was 16, Mini Swift with a nice round 30, uh, X30 Junior 29, X30 Pro, as David had mentioned, 38, uh, X30 Masters was 17, and the KA100 Junior and Senior 22 and 27, respectively. Pretty nice, David, when 16 and 17 are your smallest categories, essentially in your youngest and your oldest classes, Micro Swift and X30 Master. Yeah, the Masters category, it might have been one of the smaller ones, but it was the most dramatic ones uh, throughout the weekend. So, you, you know, numbers don't always equate to uh, to uh, exciting racing because that definitely uh, was, wasn't the case in X30 Master. And the Micro Swift, you know, anytime with the youngest category there, you are, you're always going to see things happening 
uh, lap after lap with, uh, you know, you never know what's going to happen with them as well. So there you have it. That's the initial overview of the USPKS Carolina Grand Prix that took place just a week ago at GoPro Motorplex, actually this past weekend. As David had said, really nice temperatures, mid-80s. Surprising for a David Cole-attended event, no rain, but record numbers as they went just a little bit more, one or two entries more than GoPro back in 2015. Uh, 179 total entries after getting over 180 at one point, but dropping down to 179. After we uh, come back from this break, folks, we're going to go into the paddock pass. David Cole is going to give us some of the information that he picked up uh, walking through the paddock and what happened outside the racetrack. But stay with us. More to come as the 49th episode of the EKN Debrief, back after this message. In racing, experience is priceless. Franklin Motorsports is a leader in the karting industry with over 50 years of combined karting experience we can provide you with everything you need to go racing. With a large online product selection, select track support events, and a wide variety of shop services, Franklin Motorsports is your complete karting source. Check out our online store at franklincart.com, where all of our products are just a mouse click away, and we ship daily. We're constantly adding new products to our online store, so keep checking back. We specialize in IAMI engines, tilt seats, and of course, our championship-winning Merlin chassis. In our online store, you'll find Molecule Cleaning Products, minus 273 racing gloves, Micron gauges and components, and both MG and Bridgestone tires. If you're ready to take your racing to the next level, come and join us at Team FMS. We've been supplying racers with start-to-finish support at race events for many years, providing a helping hand on weekday test outing or at a club event, to full arrive and drive packages at the highest level of karting competition. For 2019, we'll be attending the Superkart USA Winter Series, WK Manufacturers Cup, United States Pro Kart Series, and the Route 66 Kart Racing Series. And we'd love to have you under our tent at Merlin Nation. For all things karting, visit franklincart.com. Are you looking for a new kart shop? One that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time karting business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Car Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, Miami, MG Tires, Zinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, 
and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration is a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scusa Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts in all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the mini categories, to the Heron for taggeries, the Road Rebel for gearbox competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as we uh, set into an EKN debrief report from the USPKS event this past weekend at the Carolina Grand Prix. Uh, the event, the midway point of the USPKS series, and again, GoPro Motorplex in Mooresville, the host for the event. Jumping now into the paddock pass, David Cole is going to give us some information that happened away from the track itself. This edition of the paddock pass presented by MG Tires. As a Brazilian company founded in 1989, MG Tires soon became one of the main cart tire manufacturers in the world. MG develops its products with the, need, uh, with the needs of all drivers in mind, from beginners to the most experienced always focusing on quality and high performance. Cartsport North America is the importer and distributor of MG Tires, supplying and supporting the spec tire programs in series such as the United States Pro Kart Series, Route 66 Sprint Series, and the Sunshine State Karting Challenge. For more information on MG Tires, contact Eric Jones at Cartsport North America. All right, David, as I said, you are quarterbacking today. You are the man for EKN trackside. You and Eric Brennan doing the play-by-play. Uh, what did you pick up paddock pass wise? Well, before we talk about what happened, uh, track side, uh, we would like to send our thoughts with series owner, Mark Coates, uh, who was not in attendance on the weekend. Uh, his brother had passed away on Wednesday, uh, and decided to stay with the family, uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, obviously, uh, our thoughts were with him and his family, but, yeah. uh, the crew, uh, the USPKS crew, they, you know, they continued on with no hiccups, uh, as they should, because Mark, uh, again, is one of those promoters who has their people in position to do their job and, and they do their job very well. Yeah. It's, you know, sorry to hear that about, about Mark and the family. Of course, as you said, uh, everyone here at EKN sending their condolences and best wishes to the family. Uh, and again, not surprising that the team was able to pick up and go when you put the right people in the right place, uh, the promoters are able to step back. We've seen that in so many different programs. Just let the, you hire people to do the job, get out of the way and let them do it. 
That's exactly it. And, you know, they, it's kind of, you know, they've gotten all the people in the right positions to do what they do and they know what they need to do. Uh, you know, there's obviously some things they could probably improve on and, and they know that it's just, you know, it takes time because there's only those three races and, you know, it's a little bit different from the route 66 program that they do, uh, regionally. So, uh, you know, as they go from event to event, they, they take notes on what works and what's not and, and move forward. So they, they continue doing a great job with that. Uh, David, off the top of the overview, you talked about the big numbers. And I think, you know, numbers, numbers pull numbers. The more people you get, the more people that are going to come. And it's strong. It's good for our sport to be able to have 30, 40 plus fields, right? Because that's, that means it's working. That means people are coming out and having a good time. And I think that you, you can probably talk about the fact that there was probably some pretty good energy in the paddock surrounding the numbers they drew for GoPro. Well, that was just it. You know, the, the big numbers provided a little bit of an excitement just sitting in the paddock and, and dur- during Friday, because that's really when I got to kind of walk around a little bit. You know, people were, were excited with, with how big the turnout was. Obviously, with the lo- local contingent there being so, so strong, um, that helps build the numbers because they do have a lot of locals that actually come out and race the big events that come into their racetrack. Um, it's something we're not seeing a lot when we go to other big races. Uh, there's there's not a lot of local contingent that come out and and take on the the traveling uh, programs that come through their racetrack. Uh, but GoPro is one of those. I think there's a lot of people there ju- just love to compete. Um, you know, as I'm going to talk about later, they just, they'll compete in anything, you know, whether it's, whether it's, uh, you know, racing or bags or, or, you know, uh, one of the problems that we did have throughout the paddock were kids racing, um, their scooters. Uh, we had an incident, we had an incident where a kid had, uh, had an incident, smashed his face in the ground, lost a number of teeth. And, and so then, so now we're parking, you know, they're, they're parking all, anything that has wheels on it, bikes, scooters anything, even if you're an adult, the only thing they finally allowed were, were a golf cart if you were a licensed driver. So it's, you know, co- competition really is streaming throughout the paddock. You can tell it because the kids want to beat, beat each other in whatever it is. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, I, you know, I'm glad to hear them shut it down. So many programs around the country are shutting down all skateboard scooters. And that really has to be the case. I think you're right. Especially when you hear that somebody get hurt now, one thing I want to jump on, David, and and you know you talk and you you say this all the time: less is more, right? The events that we go to, less is more. Look at the best attended races in 2019 so far. The best attended series, right? Even over the last couple of years, USPKS three races, uh, Scusa Pro Tour three races, uh, Scusa Winter Series three races, Florida Winter Tour three races. Is that, is that the magic number right now? Three challenge in America is three race weekends. Uh, challenge in the know, Americas, three, essentially race rock cup right. USA with Florida winter tour. They have three week race weekends. If you count their festivals along with the, the rock, the real program it's three events that they have as well too. Uh, you know, the Rotax program is hosting two stars and stripes events this year. And then if you add in the RTX carding, event they had in Houston. That's three Rotax races on the year. Um, and with a, and David, with a super crowded landscape of two cycle competition, I think that's the case. When you go to four cycle, there's not, you know, you know, the, the cup carts North America, I think has five races this year. The ignite carding challenge was five races. I think you can do that when it's a more localized, you know, regional series, but on this national level in two cycle racing, where it's such a crowded platform, it just seems like that three race mark 
is what's doing it right now. But even the cup carts North America cut down their program because they actually they had 10 races last year. Now they're down to five. They so, had two different regions. You're yeah, right. yeah. So that the less is more because yeah, you might have to travel a couple extra hours uh, to go to a couple of events, but really, you know, it, in the, in the long-term goal, you're, you're going, you're leaving your house more less. And that's, that's always a positive thing. And it allows you to stay home and race. It allows you to go to a club track. It allows you to go on a vacation. Hell, go to the beach one weekend, you know, come on. What? Well, what? I'm waiting for the weather to get warmer. True. I know. I, I know that now. Okay. Let's talk a little bit about the racing itself. I know this is paddock pass, but let's just talk overall, uh, in, in your, you know, you, you know, you're up in the tower, you're watching every race or you're, you know, on, on, uh, in the middle of the racetrack, taking the photos that we use in your social media postings and, and on, you know, our can track side live coverage overall, what were your thoughts on the racing itself? I think overall, you know, it was mostly clean. Uh, you know, the pushback bumper does continue to help with that, but again, you know, I think overall, I think people are moving towards, you know, a more positive attitude when it comes to, uh, aggressiveness. Uh, you know, it, there's not a, we're not seeing a lot of bad, uh, people putting themselves in bad situations. Uh, it's not a hundred percent again, yeah. it's not a hundred percent cause we did see a couple uh bad moves. Uh, I won't say, you know, who, who, who did it a couple of times <laughs> in one day, but no, <laughs> Uh, but no, you know, you just when you have bigger numbers, it, it kind of tends to lead to a little bit more contact because you do want to get more positions in a less amount of time than you typically would in smaller fields. So, you know, numbers do kind of increase, you know, kind of turn up the heat uh, as far as, uh, you know, more aggressiveness and, and the adrenaline. So and yeah. it starts to start patience, right? The lot. Lack, lack of, of patience, patience a lot and, of and, and essentially the yeah. starts were were a little bit more aggressive i think uh this time around with with the size of the fields that we did have and 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 i guess you know it, it's it's going off the track as well too because we've had a number of uh incidents where we were getting parents and mechanics uh in the mini swift categories uh, barking at each other and and you know nearly coming to blows so you know that's something that we're gonna definitely have to uh continue to watch and and really, I think if, if people do end up coming to blows, you know, we're really going to have to see some stiff penalties being laid down. Yeah. You know, I, you know, my stance on that, if there's, if anybody comes to blows, if there's any kind of physical altercation in me, it's, it's a year, it's a one year penalty, one year suspension, because that's, we're here to have a good time. We're here to have fun. The kids are out there having, having fun racing each other. Um, there's just absolutely no place in, in my position. There's absolutely no place for any kind of physical contact at all between parents or mechanics. So that's uh, if, if that, for me, it's a very swift penalty and you shut it down quickly because all you got to do is penalize a couple of guys, suspend them for a year. You know, you are not allowed here and it usually ends. So that's my thought at least. Um, Hey, so, <laughs> uh, looking at your notes here and I'm a little bit jealous because man, I would like to have gone out there with you, but, uh, the competition, as you said, spilling over from the racetrack. Uh, you guys ended up at Millbridge Speedway on Saturday night. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I was uh, talking with a couple of people Friday, and they were mentioning how uh, guys were going to end up uh, heading over to Millbridge on on Saturday. They had a special Saturday night show. Fill, uh, it, fill everybody in. Fill everybody typically, in Millbridge has does a Wednesday night big show. Uh, they got outlaw carts and and basically caged carts. Uh, with clone engines on them for for kids, 
and so they have a, they have big shows Wednesday night. They have a lot of NASCAR people involved in it. Uh, Kyle Larson, and a couple other, um, you know, dirt track natives that, uh, that go out to, uh, to hit Millbridge Speedway. It's a, it's a little, you know, a little bit out, 15, 15 minutes away from GoPro. So it's kind of out in the middle of nowhere, but, uh, you know, that's typically how dirt tracks typically are. So, uh, really cool to see bank dirt oval, um, a lot of exciting racing, um, that I, I believe there are about five of the nitro kids that actually went out and raced. Um, Sebastian NG was actually one of them and he actually transferred into the main event and then was able to avoid all the carnage that was going on in his race and, uh, was able to win at a green, white checkered finish. So, uh, got to grab <laughs> a awesome. victory there, but, uh, also cart sport North America driver, uh, Brent Cruz, who races one of the outlaw carts, which is those, uh, basically 500 CC powered, uh, rockets, rockets. <laughs> That yeah. are just, you know, it's like watching the world of outlaws on a, you know, on a miniaturized scale, uh, essentially. Yeah, and, it. you know, basically these carts are, they're very much like oval carts, but they just have the cage and, and the wings on yeah. top of them. I think actually Phantom Racing Chassis is starting to build them. I think I saw the hair. Phantom Racing yeah. Chassis was one of them. There's another one called SKE. Okay. Uh, and I believe in, I'm not sure if that's what Brent Cruz was racing on or not. Uh, there might have been another chassis that he runs. I'm not, I couldn't remember exactly. There's, the prob- there's head, probably some QRC carts out there as well, I would expect. There are, yeah, QRC. That, yeah. Might, be, that might be the QRC yeah. car that he was yeah. running. So. That's awesome. So uh, obviously you got five Nitro drivers running at Millbridge as well. Was there, was there a lot of people that you saw from the track came over to watch? Yeah, a number of them. Uh, Jace Park and his dad uh, actually helped me get in because I didn't have any cash there. So I did. I do have to thank them. <laughs> wow. I was about ready to head down to wherever I could find an ATM out in the middle of nowhere. And and uh, just, you know, I didn't even think about it because I, I had to get there before the uh, the racing started at eight yep. o'clock. So uh, that's funny. OK, but uh, yeah, so they were there. Uh, a number of people obviously under the nitro tent were there as well, too. Um and so I think that was about it. I talked to a number of people on Sunday about it and they're like, man, I wish I would have known. So, uh, uh, you know, hopefully next time if we are out there at GoPro, we'll get, get, a, give a little bit of a notice, uh, to everybody that's there. That's awesome. Anything else uh, to wrap up this edition of the paddock pass presented by MG tires? Uh, just one more thing. Uh, we did post a cool little slow-mo video on, on Sunday, uh, about the, turn i guess it would be turn seven uh it's a double left handers there uh and it's always been a situation there that we've said a number of our podcasts we've talked about track limits and and this this particular section of the racetrack uh kind of goes around that 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 topic and that they now have like what they call like little speed bumps outside of the uh the um rumble strips and so (laughs) you know carts are just nailing this thing and, and really talking to some drivers, you know, if you hit it right, it really doesn't upset you or the cart itself. But when you're out there watching it, it just, it looks like it's like a cart going over like a 10 foot jump. It's just, just wow. so much, you know, just so much movement within the driver and the chassis and the tires. And just, it just looks like it's like beating the crap out of you. Like you're in a, basically a 22 round fight. And every time you go through it, it's one punch, it's one punch, it's one punch. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, it's, it's been there. There's, I, you know, there's never really been anybody that's, I mean, they do have some, some tech pros there to kind of keep them off from using it into the grass, but you know, it, it is what it is there kind of type situation. And, 
And so somebody, uh, I believe it was Mark Taylor questioned the track limit thing. And I'm like, well, I guess it's already been established over the years that that's part of the racetrack, but it's obviously something that they could look at, uh, that down in the future. Copy. So folks, there's David Cole giving you the, uh, the paddock pass update, a bunch of uh, interesting tidbits from the race itself at the track at GoPro and a little bit of information, some cool stuff from Millbridge Speedway as well. Again, Paddock Pass presented by MG Tires. Uh, after this break, David Cole is going to come back and we are going to start into the race report, start chatting about uh, the action that we saw on X30 Pro, X30 Junior, KA100 Senior, and KA100 Junior. That's the next segment coming up here on the EKN Debrief. Joining the Rawlson Performance Group is the obvious choice to take your racing to the next level. Industry-leading driver development is provided by our staff of multi-time national champions, Super Nationals winners, and former Team USA members. And at the same time, RPG continues to be a national-level powerhouse race team. Our goal is to help you raise your game and win races. Rawls Performance Group is setting a new standard with our in-house engine program, AVP Engines, headed by Alex Vincent. AVP has become the benchmark in the IAMI X30 categories. We have the largest trackside OTK inventory, providing parts to racers and teams at all the major events in North America. RPG can also offer multilingual support, as we have French and Portuguese-speaking staff. If you want to fight for championships or want to improve your skills and your chances to win, the answer is to call RPG at 503-260-4514. The Rawlison Performance Group. We race to win. If the dream is IndyCar, set your target on the road to Indy presented by Cooper Tires. Our ladder system is designed to take drivers through three rungs of competition. The first step is the Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship, which features a carbon tub Tatus chassis, 180 horsepower, and paddle shift sequential gearbox. Boost the USF 2000's output to 280 horsepower for the newly named Indy Pro 2000 program, the second rung of the road to Indy, formerly known as Pro Mazda. Add in increased grip and aero downforce, and the Tatus PM18 becomes an incredible racing machine. The final step before IndyCar is the Indy Lights Championship presented by Cooper Tires. The Delara IL-15 boasts a whopping 450 horsepower. This car itself has helped train a third of the grid expected for the 2019 IndyCar Series. At all three levels, you race at premier venues on the same dance card as IndyCar. Showcase your skills under the watchful eyes of IndyCar scouts and owners. The program is unprecedented around the world, offering the opportunity to climb the ladder with over $2 million in scholarships to the champions in USF 2000, Indy Pro 2000, and Indy Lights. Former Carters fill the roster of Road to Indy graduates in IndyCar, like Spencer Piggott, Zach Beach, Jack Harvey, Ed Jones, Mateus Laced, Felix Rosenquist, Colton Herta, and 2018 Indy Lights champion Pato Award. Recent graduates, like Kyle Kirkwood, are in the middle of their journeys right now as well. Follow in their footsteps. If you want to race IndyCar, there's only one choice. The Road to Indy, presented by Cooper Tires. The shift is on. 
to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Mad Old Nut Racing and Croc Promotion USA are focused on changing the paradigm when it comes to race teams in this sport. And the goal is to support dedicated young racers by giving them the tools and opportunities to succeed. Originally born as Mad Croc, the new branding is Croc Promotion, and Armando Fellini's product continues its dedication to quality and innovation. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut Racing is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our race results speak for themselves. A.J. Myers swept the first four Winter Series Shifter Cut races of the year, and Andrew Bedozo continues to assert himself as an emerging player. Croc Promotion has momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. Welcome back to the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined by David Cole. Episode number 49, it's June the 18th, 2019, the Tuesday following the running of the USPKS Carolina Grand Prix at GoPro Motorplex. Jumping now into the race report, which will be presented today by IAMI USA East. IAMI USA East is the East Coast distributor of the hottest two-cycle engine program in American karting, featuring the SSE 175cc shifter, X30, KA100, and Swift engines, which can be found at club, regional, and national racing events. IAMI USA East supports strong programs like the USPKS, WK Manufacturers Cup, F-Series Gear Up Challenge, Texas and Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge, the Route 66 Kart Racing Series, and the Sunshine State Karting Challenge. Find uh, info on all of their products and all of their dealers at IamiUSAEast.com. All right, David, uh, we talked about this at the very start. 38 drivers uh, entered for X30 Pro. Uh, let's have a look at how things rolled out on Saturday. Saturday began as we saw last year with uh, Brandon Jarzakrak out front, uh, now driving with Mike Doty Racing aboard a Tony Kart. Jarzakrak uh, set fast time in qualifying. And won the pre-final, but the pre-final was hounded by Josh Green throughout the race. Uh, at the start of the main event, Green was able to jump out ahead of, into, the, into the lead and basically threw down some qualifying pace laps to uh, wow. drive away to a seven-second victory. Very impressive performance by Green in the main event. Uh, essentially behind him was a battle for second that ended up being won by Blake Hunt, uh, getting past uh, Jarza Crack there for a podium finish for Blake Hunt. Uh, so basically OTK one, two, three in Saturday. Always cool to see someone kind of breaking out and getting that first big USPKS win. And, and for, for green to be able to get out front, like he did Jarsa crack, knowing that track so well, that's a, that's a pretty impressive performance for green. It was, I mean, just a, just a lap pace that he was putting down to, uh, to not only get away early, but, but to maintain that lead and increase it uh, throughout the 24 lap main event was uh, pretty phenomenal. Nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, moving on to Sunday, more of the same. Well, it was more of the same for Jarza crack because again, he started out the day uh, fast time and qualifying winning the pre-final. And then once again, in the final was able to get a good start and maintain the lead and led wire to wire with uh, about uh, four drivers on his bumper throughout the entire race, but just waiting 
just waiting for him to make a mistake, but uh, no mistake for for uh, for Jarzer Crack to earn basically his first victory uh, of the season in the series. Yeah, you know, Brandon, since uh, since joining up with Mike Doty Racing once again, where he kind of got things started, really has kind of set up. But man, what a what a weekend for for Mike Doty Racing with both Jarzer Crack crack and green uh bag in what th- uh, four total podiums and two race wins yeah four yeah definitely big and then Man. not to mention uh i believe paulie massimino who joined the team this weekend was fourth and then austin mccusker was right there uh in the top five as well but uh oh, really? blake hunt yeah wow but uh blake hunt uh grabbing another runner-up victory making another uh otk one two three so Good uh, double podium uh, performance in the X30 Pro category for Hunt. Damn. So wrap up things for X30 Pro. What do we got money-wise? What do we got point-wise? Anything else you want to add? Uh, first, uh, you know, just to to mention it, that uh, Jarzakrak did do- dedicate uh, the victory to uh, Lance Fenderson, who uh, was recently injured uh, in a lacrosse uh, game. Uh, Fenderson, a former driver uh, at the USBKS program, uh, as well as a teammate of, of Jarza Crack for some time, um, is uh, recovering and, and doing uh, some uh, therapy, physical therapy uh, down in Atlanta uh, as he uh, you know, continues to mend uh, with his spinal cord injury. Yeah, so I'm really, really sad to hear uh, that about Lance, but uh, class move for, uh, uh, for, the, for Jarza Crack dedicating his win to Lance. That's great. Yeah, and so Jarza Crack ended up winning the, uh, the tiebreaker on the – because – uh, him and green tied, I believe for points on the weekend. Uh, and Jarza crack, uh, was able to, uh, win the tiebreaker, taking home the $2,500 payday, giving green the, t- the twelve fifty for second. And then Blake hunt with his two, uh, runner up finishes Dude. earned $750. That's big money. That's 2,500 bucks is a pretty good, pretty good payday. Definitely nine, nine grand over X30 Pro and X30 Junior were wow. handed out on the weekend. So $9,000 per weekend. Uh, it's a good uh, good total for the three events. All right. What are we looking at with points right now? Obviously, you know, the, it's a it's a, uh, a three-weekend, six-race deal. We're 66% of the way through. Four of the races done. Just the finale coming uh, at the end of, the, at the end of, of July. What are we looking at points-wise? Essentially, it's down to two drivers with uh, Josh Green now leading in the championship chase, uh, earning three po- three straight podium finishes, uh, including his vic his uh, not, uh, not his podium first podium of the year in Ocala. So he got three straight podiums. He's leading the championship over Jarzakrak by seventy two points. Uh, round two winner uh, Zachary Hollingshead is sitting there in third, about two hundred twenty five points out. So he's going to need a little bit of help to get back into it. David, bring me and the EKN Nation up to speed. Is there a drop, or is it, do you count all six races for USPKS? No, USPKS is straight up. Yes, I like it. Good, solid. All right, let's move into X30 Junior. First off, course, uh, congratulations to both Josh Green and uh, Brandon Jarsakrak for their X30 Pro wins at GoPro Motorplex. Uh, how about X30 Junior? Again, a pretty good field of 29 drivers. A very good field. A uh, number of talented drivers uh, making up. Uh, the field on the weekend, but it seemed to be the same number of dri- or same names uh, towards the top uh, throughout the weekend. Uh, Brent Cruz, obviously racing at his home track, was able to set the pace in qualifying and then won the pre-final. But it ended up being a, a great battle in the end with uh, Jeremy Fletcher going f- using the outside line in the bowl corner down that where you really can't see. So luckily we we're in the tower. We were able to see this, but Fletcher went 
on the outside as Cruz and Simpson held the inside line trying to run the defensive line. And uh, basically Fletcher's tires held uh, through the uh, through the marbles and came nice. around from third to first and then held it off, uh, held on through the uh, the final two corners to score his first victory. That's big. I like that. You run the bottom line, someone runs the rim out in the cushion. I dig it. That's good. Yeah, big win for Fletcher. His first in X30 Junior, yep. but uh, second on the year as he won at uh, Ocala and K100 Junior. Uh, Simpson ended up coming across in second with Cruz running an FA cart with Cart Sport North America in third. Okay. Uh, moving on to Sunday. Uh, again, looking at some of your notes here. Looks like we had some of the same drivers in the fight, but uh, Connor Zilich in there as well. Yeah, Connor Zillage was there uh, as well on Saturday, but it was actually a uh, a thrown chain. Again, Ooh. the track limits uh, where we saw a number of drivers, including Zillage, was one of them that happened, I think, twice uh, losing a chain on the weekend. Cruz was another one as well, too, uh, as he set fast time in qualifying, but in the prefinal lost a chain coming out of that section. In the corner, so, David, in the corner you were talking about? Exactly, in the corner okay. I was talking about. Yeah, so yeah, there it is. Um. So again, when you, like I said, when you're going over something that looks like a, a 10 foot Mike motorcycle, motocross jump, <laughs> the whoops. You, yeah. The whoops you, you're, you're going to have, you might lose a chain. Wow. Um, okay. so, so that gave, so with Cruz DNFing, uh, in the pre-final Zillage was able to come out on top, uh, and kept the chain on it. And then again, kept the chain on in the main event, uh, ended up, uh, battling with Cruz who came up from 20th on the grid to fight Zillage for the victory. They scu- they scuffled it out for the uh, in the last few corners, allowing John Burke to come in and kind of steal second as Zillage secured the victory, and then dropping down Cruz down to uh, the third spot. You just throw out the names, David, here in the X thirty junior category, and you're looking at some of the best juniors in the sport right now: Jeremy Fletcher, uh, Fletcher Kiffin, Simpson, Brent Cruz, John Burke, Connor Zillage. That's a stacked field in junior. Very stacked field. Um, and then coming out the winner, though, uh, money wise, because, again, we had a number of ties. I believe the top four guys were tied uh, overall with for points because of the way things really? shook out. Uh, Fletcher wow. ended up winning the tiebreaker, uh, earning the twenty five hundred dollar payday. Cruz ending up okay. second overall with Burke taking home the third place money. So where are we on points then? We obviously will do this because, again, we're because you're two-thirds of the way through with each category, you'll give us a little update on the points. How are we looking in the title fight for X30 Junior? Right now, Burke is the only driver to have three podium finishes on the year, and that's equating him to the championship lead uh, as he leaves now, leads now over Kiffin Simpson by 88 points with Brent Cruz sitting there third, 99 points back. Couple of decent leads, of course. Green by seventy-two over Jarsakrak and X thirty Pro, and Burke over Simpson by eighty-eight points. This is going to be interesting when they head to rounds number five and six at Newcastle. All right, David, let's move now into the KA one hundred senior class because uh, I believe we ended up with uh, with a first time winner as well. There, we ended up with yes, uh, one start, first start time Saturday, winner, but Saturday first yep. ended up uh, championship leader Blake Hunt. Uh, who moved over to the Tony Cart brand, uh, as we saw in May, after running DR Cart in Ocala, uh, leaving there as a champion or championship leader, um, winning at his home track on Saturday. Uh, Brooke Nachman, a local driver, uh, set fast time in qualifying, but it was Texan Austin Osborne who won in the prefinal. 
And again, these this category was was tight as the lead pack was anywhere between five to eight drivers throughout the weekend, be it the pre-final or final. Uh, but Saturday, Blake Hunt was able to uh, to to edge out Brooke uh, with a last lap pass in uh, what was a wild main event to, to begin with, with uh, things sh- shaking up uh, early on uh, as Josh Holtz jumped out to lead early. But uh, Knockman and, and Hunt ran him down and Hunt uh, getting the victory uh, with a last lap pass. Uh, Knockman ended up second and then Holtz held on to uh, finish third. I always like last lap passes. That's as an announcer, that is what you're hoping for. Something exciting like that. Again, working our way through the race report here from the USPKS event, the Carolina Grand Prix at GoPro. This uh, brought to you by IAMI USA uh, East. Uh, David, let's wrap up this first kind of half of our race report section uh, with a look at KA1, or rather look at Sunday's event in the K100 senior class. Yeah, Knockman missing out on that victory really uh, kind of sparked her up for Sunday as she came back pretty much determined and swept the day to uh, earn her first ever series victory. Um, set qualify fast time and qualifying, won the pre-final, and then again was just uh, able to kind of just out-muscle and then run away with uh, the lead in the main event uh, as they fought for second behind her. Uh, Matthew Mockaby ended up winning that battle in the Cart Republic, finishing second with Comet Cart Sales, and Blake Hunt uh, earning his fourth podium uh, on the weekend uh, with a win, two seconds and a third. For uh, for Knockman, it sounds like uh, you know, just looking and listening to you, it just and looking at the times as I was watching it uh, through live timing and listening to Eric's play by play on the weekend, sounds like they just made the right changes on on Saturday night to come out of the box swinging with elbows up on Sunday. Uh, it was actually Tim, not Eric. Oh, that's right. Pardon me, Tim. Sorry. So, <laughs> g- so give me, so give me the update no on. Uh, just want to make sure we we gave Tim Coyne the credit for. Now nah, I, I keep th- I keep thinking about this weekend's WK race yep. coming up because yep. uh, we just did the uh, we just did the reads for that one. No, so I mean the- she's but she's fast every session. It's just I think the K one hundred category is so tight that uh, it's all about consistency, and and she was able to keep that consistency uh, throughout the the, ma- the main event. And again, them fighting for second really helped her get away, just gave her enough cushion to where she wasn't challenged uh, in the last few laps. Do you remember where, did, where she qualified on pole on, on Saturday as well? So the speed's obviously there, which is good. No, yeah, that's why I said she's she was one of the fastest drivers all weekend long. The The difference was is she wasn't able to hold off Hunt on that last lap battle on Saturday. Basically had, you know, had it, but just wasn't able to hold him on that last lap. Sunday was a different story because she was able to keep those consistent laps to stay out front while they battled behind her for second. Like I I say, I always like to see a, you know, a first time winner, especially at a a big USPKS deal. I know that the excitement was there. I saw something on Facebook. I think, I think her dad was losing her mind, losing his mind on, on, uh, on the fence when, when she went across the line. I I just love seeing that stuff. Yeah. I was expecting more of a a, uh, celebration by her, but uh, she was a true professional and just gave, gave, gave the old good fist pump. I like that. All right. Uh, again, for all the categories, looking at the points, what do we got going here for points wise? Because it sounds to me like you, know, you mentioned how how consistent Hunt has been. So uh, a pretty good lead right now. Yeah, three podium finishes for for Blake. Uh, so he maintains the championship lead, uh, leading over Josh Hotz, who has two podium finishes of his own. Uh, the gap there is ninety nine points with uh, Emery Lida. Uh, sitting in third, 197 points back. So he's going to need some help in Newcastle if he wants to uh, to challenge these guys for the title. 
Yeah, as you can see, as David's kind of giving us the update on all the points, it's it's that consistency you have to have. You're, when you're, you're bang out four or three straight podiums, man, that really puts you into the right place. And we'll you know, see more of it in KA100 Junior as well. David, let's cap off this section with that look at KA100 Junior. Yeah, KH100 Junior was another tight battle uh, up front all weekend long because again that that engine package just really uh, emphasizes being consistent and and being quick. Uh, Connor Zillage set out the uh, fast time in qualifying, won in the prefinal as well. Uh, it was a, another great battle uh, in the main event, but again Zillage had a, uh, a chain come off on that race, so he w- had to watch uh, as Brent Cruz went on to score the victory. Uh, beating out uh, Hayden Jones on the Nitro cart, and then uh, Chloe Chambers, who uh, is getting some uh, online fame of being on the uh, uh, Netflix series with uh, David Letterman and talking about the uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, bit. Yeah, I saw that. That was interesting. So, um, so again, as you said, you know, Cruz, we keep talking about consistency, right? That's what it takes to win a championship here in USPKS. Yeah, second straight uh, victory for him in the category. So definitely helped set him uh, on the right path uh, towards a championship. And, and Sunday's uh, performance helped him as well. But coming up one spot short, uh, Zillage set fast time in qualifying and then Cruz went on to win the prefinal. But Weston Workman, the fast driver from from happy hour on Friday, uh, was able to put everything back together, uh, you know, speed wise and challenge both Cruz and Zillage for the victory. A uh, great last lap battle between the three drivers uh, with Workman able to to hold off Cruz and Zillage for his first series victory. Did did Workman lead like the penultimate lap? Did he lead coming across the white or did he have to fight his way? No, no. He fought his way. You know, again, last lap with the three drivers, they kind of went back and forth, yep. all slotting for different positions. So probably two or three lead changes in, in the final lap. But uh Workman was able to come away with the victory. Dude, that's awesome. How about the points in, in K100 Junior? Well, as we said, Cruz has been consistent. Three straight podium finishes for him. Uh, gives him the championship lead as he leaves now over uh, Weston Workman by 154 points uh, with Connor Zillage back by 194. So uh, basically the title is in Cruz's hands. Uh, basically just needs to get through Newcastle unscathed. Uh, seven categories on the USPKS. When we get back after this break, we're going to talk about X30 Masters, Mini Swift, and David will wrap things up with Microswift. Again, the EKN debrief uh, continuing after this break. History, success, family. Those are the three words that describe Comet Cart Sales, one of the longest tenured carting businesses in the United States. The family-owned operation is located just outside of Indianapolis, and they have provided carts, parts, and services for thousands of racers throughout their near six decades of business. Comet's online store features everything you need, continually adding new parts to their product line. Comet Cart Sales attends dozens of karting events every year, offering trackside service for racers and families. Karting veterans Mark Dismore Jr. and Gary Lawson provide one-on-one driver coaching and tuning assistance for each trackside customer. The engine building business, Comet Racing Engines, has won countless major events and championships over decades of karting, and they continue to offer the best trackside service in the industry. Make sure you head to CometCartSales.com or call them at 317-462-3413 to be a part of the Comet Cart Sales family today. 
Attention Carters of the Midwest. Supercarts USA is back. The Scusa Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge kicked off the season on a high note with two events at Newcastle and Norway. And now we're looking forward to the next event at Road America on June 29 and 30. Road America is America's national park of speed. And the newly repaved SeaTech Manufacturing Motorplex is one you won't want to miss. This is your chance to run all the Scusa categories. NX30, KA100, Mini, and Microswift. And of course, it's Scusa where Scusa was born. The shifter carts will be front and center. The Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge will be your place in the Midwest to race stock Honda, KZ, and the awesome new IAMI SSE 175cc shifter. Finally, Midwest racers can compete in a Scusa Regional Series, and if it's your goal, prepare for the National Pro Tour. Follow Supercarts USA's newest regional program on Facebook at Scusa Great Lakes PKC and on Instagram at Scusa Great Lakes. Cometic Gasket is a leading worldwide supplier of gaskets and engine sealing solutions for karting, automotive performance, power sports, original equipment, and the remanufactured engine industries. Cometic karting gaskets are available as OE replacement top end kits or as individual gaskets and seals. Just like competitive carters, Cometic can operate on the fly and has the unique capability to customize any gasket to meet specific engine requirements and clearances. All of Cometic's fiber materials are asbestos free and do not require any additional sealants. Viton oil ring cylinder head seals are used in each two cycle kit and Cometic's four cycle engine kits feature only the most advanced multi-layer steel head gaskets. Cometic can tailor to engine builder specific needs through bulk ordering and packaging flexibility. Cometic gaskets are must-haves for championship winning teams across multiple disciplines of both professional and amateur motorsports. Cometic gasket, sealing championships since 1989. Welcome back to episode number 49 of the EKN Debrief. David Cole giving us a full report on the United States Pro Kart Series event at GoPro Motorplex, the midway point of the seasons, rounds number three and four, uh, the Carolina Grand Prix. Today's show presented by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. David, jumping back into the race report here, X30 Master, you had mentioned earlier that we, we talked about the fact that I think it, it's probably, I think it was one of the lower categories in terms of numbers was 17, but no shortage on excitement, that's for sure. No, no shortage on excitement. And uh, <laughs> and really, it started before the weekend got there because we were able to uh, to welcome Max Pappas to the event. Uh, a very uh, established professional racer uh, living out of the Mooresville area, uh, has the uh, MPI uh, company that does a lot of steering wheels and other accessories for, yeah. for racing and motorsports. Uh, really focused on doing that and driver coaching and spotting as well. Uh, a, a man of all trades, uh, Max hey, Pappas. Indy, 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 IndyCar steward as well. He's one of the three stewards at the IndyCar races there as well. There you go. See, that yeah. I did. I forgot about that as well, too. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it was great to see him. And uh, he started off the weekend strong, uh, setting fast time and qualifying. But uh, Scott Kopp ended up uh, being the driver to beat on Saturday, setting, uh, winning the pre-final and then walking away uh, with the victory on Saturday with fast laps of the race in his innovative uh, Expri. Wow. Uh, a little bit of contact in the uh, opening corner of the main event sent Scott Roberts off the track 
So uh, Roberts was the uh, the top challenger basically throughout the day, uh, but he was uh, a DNF on that race. That allowed Darren Marcus to uh, knife his way up to the second spot with uh, defending champion uh, Lorenzo Mardan in the techno uh, finishing third. Now, looking at your notes, David, you, you mentioned pushback bumper penalties uh, kind of affecting the top five a little bit. Do you want to give us some input on that? Yeah, Mardan was able to move up to third uh, because of that. I, there was probably four or five drivers within the top 10 that uh, had pushback bumper wow. penalties. So part of it, maybe because of the first turn contact that was going on. Uh, and then probably maybe some of it was uh, dur- during the race. But I think okay. most of it came in that first opening corner contact. I, l- I like seeing the names. Not surprising to see some of these guys up front. You know, Mardan's uh, been a top driver in the Scusa Pro Tour as well. Darren Marcus, a former pro-, pro Tour driver back in the day in-, in the S1 category. But we've seen him show great speed in this Masters class. Scott Kopp. Uh, not surprising to see Max Pappas quick. We know he loves that racetrack as well. Scott Roberts coming back a bit on Sunday. Give us a scoop on the Sunday action. Yeah, Sunday was a bit chaotic. Uh, you know, it was kind of the Sunday mayhem that, oh, you, really? tip- that you typically see uh, at, uh, you know, those dual dual race weekends, uh, you know, with two rounds of racing. Uh, Cop came back again, uh, fast driver in qualifying, but uh, didn't quite get the jump that he wanted to at the uh, the start of the pre-final. Wow, there was probably, what, probably five or seven guys there racing for the lead uh, early on when some contact, uh, including Roberts, Darren Marcus, Scott Kopp, uh, Scott Carapoletti, uh, among others, uh, kind of shuffled up the field. Uh, Roberts was able to continue on, but finished like ninth. So did uh, Darren Marcus. Cop actually had a bent axle. So he was a DNF, had to come from the back in the, uh, in the main event. Uh, but <clears throat> after that all shook out, uh, Laurentiu Mardan won the pre-final and led everybody down to the green flag for the main event. Uh, got away to a good lead early on, but Scott Roberts just kind of knifed his way through the field, was able to run down Mardan and then drive away uh, to his first victory of the season. Uh, Mardan ended up finishing in second with his techno teammate uh, Christian Vomir uh, beating out uh, John Robichaud, uh, Scott Kopp, and uh, Max Pappas. Yeah, impressive run for Scott Roberts. Again, one of the top Masters drivers in the country. Good to see him grab the win. But kudos to both Mardan and Vomir, uh, the two Technocart USA guys. I know that they're, uh, you know, they just brought that new, well, not new, but they brought the Techno chassis back essentially uh, into competition here in the U.S. And uh, good for them to to get a couple of uh, solid podium finishes there. Uh, Mardan, of course, on the podium both days. Now, David, in all the categories you've mentioned so far, when I've asked you about points, you've talked about a, of a lead between 70 and 100 points. Not so in X30 Masters. Well, 70 points is a good number, but that includes the top six drivers. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, you got four different winners and four different rounds. I like uh, that. So, so all four of those drivers are in the hunt. You got uh, David Galloina, who didn't quite have the GoPro weekend he wanted after winning the opening round in Ocala. He still remains the championship leader. Scott Roberts, obviously having a DNF on Saturday, didn't help his cause, but the victory on Sunday helped. So that puts him second, five points back. Scott Cop sits third, winning on round three after you know a struggle at the round two in Ocala, but a couple of top five finishes only leaves him 11 points out of the lead. One point back at him is Laurentiu Mardan, who won, 
who hasn't won yet, but is the defending champion. So we we know he knows how to win. So that puts him uh, in the hunt as well. And then you got uh, round two winner Danny Robertson back by 60 points. And then Darren Marcus sitting back 71 points in six. I love it because it, the bottom line is when you guys go to Newcastle for the finale, there's a bunch of guys that are going to be racing hard to try to make sure they get the get consistent finishes. You got Robertson and Marcus who are going to have to lay it all out there to get race wins. I think uh, X30 Masters is well, definitely going to be a class to watch at the finale. Let's not, let's not forget that there might be some special guests there uh, prepping for the summer nationals as well. Uh, there, Very so good point. There might be a guys like Wang or Cleveland or other yep. uh, potential uh, spoilers that could be there. Yeah. The race just a couple of weeks before the Scusa Summer Nationals at Newcastle Motorsports Park, the finale of the Pro Tour. So David's very, very correct. Maybe add a couple of guest stars to make spoilers, not stars, right. spoilers. <laughs> you want to call them, so, call them spoilers? Star, yeah, like they're not that stars. Works. They're the spoilers. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Let's go Mini Swift now, David. Uh, again, a pretty solid field. 30 drivers in Mini Swift. Yes. Very, very competitive field. A lot of, uh, a lot of uh, competitive uh, juice is flowing throughout the weekend, whether it be the <laughs> the drivers, but more so the mechanics and the adults that were uh, track side. But uh, on track, really, it was really two drivers that kind of stood out throughout the weekend. On Saturday, it was Christian Miles. Uh, he was able to uh, to triumph uh, on Saturday and uh, get away late in the going and win uh, his first race of the year and actually honor his late grandmother who passed away. Uh, just days before uh, the event. So uh, a good victory by Christian Miles, uh, winning over Parker DeLong and Cooper Shipman from Texas. Uh, based on your notes, Anderson Leonard qualifying on the pole in Mini Swift. Kai Sorensen ended up grabbing the pre-final victory, but was not able to get to the podium. Talk about Sunday now. This was more of a, a Kai Sorensen kind of run, qualifies on pole and eventually able to work his way to the top of the box. Yep, Court uh, Sorensen just didn't quite have the pace on uh, Saturday. Had an issue, uh, I believe he recorded. I'm looking that up right now because I forgot to write it in my notes. Uh, had a, a DNF on Saturday, so was was obviously in the mix on Saturday, but a DNF put him out uh, of the running. Uh, Sunday come again, winning fast or setting fast time and qualifying, but uh, just missing out on the win in the pre-final, losing to Cameron Weinberg. Uh, they set the pace again early on. Uh, Christian Miles ended up charging his way to the front uh, as he and Sorensen uh, hooked up together and was able to get away from the field. And they basically uh, decided the victory uh, in the final lap with uh, Sorensen putting a great move in the last corner on the last lap, basically parking it at the apex to not allow Miles to do the the up and under. And uh, they basically yeah. crawled to the uh, the finish line because of of how well Sorensen pulled off the move and uh, reached the checkered flag first over miles. And then Max Garcia, the cart, cart sport, North America driver coming uh, home in third. So let's look at the points here because interesting that you know, you've got a couple drivers who are really kind of pulling away, right? Christian, uh, Christian miles and Kai Sorensen. They've had a really good season from the get go, right? They're both, I believe race winners uh, in, in the Scusa race uh, to start the season off the first race of the year in January. And they've really both kind of picked up momentum and, and confidence heading into this weekend. 
Yeah, I think this is Miles' first victory since Daytona, I believe so. Because okay. I don't think he was Top. able to, to – he hasn't been able to win at uh, the, any of the Scusa races as well. Oh, I thought he won. Might maybe the Winter Series, but I wasn't there. Okay. Uh, so give us the points. Yeah. Give us the points. So, uh, so Miles, uh, with his victory and runner-up on the weekend, helped boost him up to the championship lead. Uh, as Sorensen, who has three podiums on the year to Miles' only two uh, – trails by 23 points so that dnf really hurt uh Sorensen yeah. in the big picture of things uh michael costella in the bennick is now third in the points back by 108 points so obviously a good battle shaping up for newcastle for x30 masters same goes for the mini swift category between miles and Sorensen. uh david let's wrap up this edition of the race report by uh, brought to you by iami usa east as you cap off the race report for the Carolina Grand Prix, rounds number three and four of the USPKS. Let's move into MicroSwift. Well, Texas driver James Moss started the weekend off with fast time in qualifying, but it was uh, Ayrton Grimm who came away the victor on the day as he won the pre-final and then was able to hold off Moss on the final circuit of the main event to score his first series victory of the season. Um Moss ended up obviously second aboard his Benick over behind Grimm's Nitro cart with Nash Gerke in the Cart Republic finishing third. So the first win, as you said, for uh, for uh, Ayrton Grimm. Let's move into Sunday. How about the action on Sunday? Same, Much of the same or do we get a little, more, a little different action? Well, Saturday, Spencer Conrad, the double winner from Ocala, uh, had a little bit of a chain issue as well, both in the prefinal and Ouch. final. So that prevented him from finishing uh, both races on the day. But Spencer Conrad came back on Sunday, actually coming back from a, another DNF in the pre or not DNF, but getting shuffled back to 12th in the prefinal, knifing his way up through the field and was able to score the victory on Saturday. Uh, top qualifier was James Moss. Once again, Ayrton Grimm won the prefinal as well again. So those, that helped uh, earn them some points. But again, Spencer Conrad was able to knife his way up from 12th to score the victory over Jack Eiliff with uh, Grimm finishing third for two podiums on the day or on the so week. So the interesting thing, David, you, when you talk about points, every time you know we've talked about something being tight or, or the gap not being massive, it's simply down to guys having DNFs, right? Guys having issues. Uh, and the same goes for Spencer Conrad. You said he's got great pace. But in the points heading towards Newcastle, he finds himself over 100 points behind Grimm, who leads the way. Yeah, the three DNFs on the weekend certainly uh, lost points for Conrad as he lost points in both pre-finals as well as the main event on Saturday. So his three victories have him trailing Ayrton Grimm, who has four straight podium finishes uh, by 104 points. So that uh, the Newcastle weekend is going to be very critical for uh, Conrad if he do does hope to uh, to beat Grimm out in the championship standings. While Jack Eiliff, who is still recovering from a broken wrist two weeks ago uh, in Biloxi, uh, sits there in third, uh, earning a podium finish uh, with his broken wrist. Still a lot of action to come, folks. Rounds five and six of the United States Pro Kart Series set to go at the end of July at Newcastle Motorsports Park. And again, David giving us the full race report. Again, this episode of the EKN Debrief brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Time, though, to jump in, David, before I give you a chance to kind of wrap things up. We'll jump into the EKN Trackside Live race calendar where we fill you in on where we're going to be over the next couple of weeks. 
This edition of the race calendar presented by Cart Republic and Cart Sport North America. The Cart Republic is here, and it's disturbing the status quo. Cartsport North America is the country's importer and distributor of the Cart Republic chassis, and as a leader in American karting, they're focused on providing stability for the sport and quality products and service for the community. The Cart Republic senior and junior chassis are on fire, and so is the new mini kart, which is already won in Scusa, USPKS, and WKA competition. For more information, contact Cartsport North America, where they offer top quality products, winning brands, and professional driver development services. All right, David Cole, we've got a couple of races to, to go here uh, in June and July, but we've got a bit of a gap. It's just kind of interesting. You're going this weekend, so what, it's Tuesday right now. You're leaving I, You're leaving Thursday or Friday? I am leaving, leaving, yeah, Thursday, early Thursday morning. Yeah, I think I, I think that's right. I think I looked today. My flight six o'clock in the morning. I think yours is eight in the morning on Thursday. I'm heading to Road America for the IndyCar and Road to Indy race. But David, you're heading to uh, what is going to be a very cool event: the uh, the Charlotte Karting Challenge at the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Of course, WK Manufacturers Cup is what we're going to be covering with EK and Trackside Live. But the road racing is there again, like it was back in the day, and they've got a cool dirt race going over at the dirt track as well. Yeah, I am really excited to see what the dirt track is going to look like because, again, it's a, a revised, uh, a temporary, basically, circuit inside the dirt track uh, for karting. Uh, no kart track or kart race has ever been held inside that, so I think numbers are going to be wild and exciting, and I hope the racing is going to be just as well, too. And then, again, road racing comes back to Charlotte for the first time in in over a decade, at least, that I can yeah. think of. So. uh It'd be interesting to see how that unfolds on the new Roval course that they have there. And then again, as we said, our, our live coverage will be uh, focused around the Manufacturer's Cup Sprint Series inside turns uh, one and two. Now, our ECAN trackside live coverage kind of split because essentially we had this weekend coming up. David's going to be, as we said, at uh, at Charlotte. Fast forward a, a month from then but until our next EKN live show, although David and I will be trackside midway through. But I'll be heading to the Texas Pro Kart Challenge event, rounds three and four at the Amarillo Kart Circuit in West Texas. Amarillo, of course, the scaled-down version of the F1 track in Istanbul, Turkey. That's July 19th, 2021. I'm looking for, forward to a good time with Mark and Gina French. Mark and I are going to be on the grill on Saturday night. He and I are going to be cooking dinner for everybody. And as it stands right now, I think I know I'm going to be running 206 Master. We might even try to see if we can get Mark French into the 206 Master class as well. They've added that class. They added a junior 206 category. Really excited to get uh, back out to Amarillo. Great track, great people, and I always have fun with the guys from Texas Pro Car Challenge. And what I was talking about, David, was, of course, in the middle there. We're not doing EKN Trackside Live. There's going to be lots of social media, though, for EKN. Alicia's Hodap's going to come and help us with that because, David, me and you, we're suiting up. And we're racing at the Battle at the Brickyard, Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Yeah, I'm not working. I'm focused on winning. That's it. That's all you're focused on. Yep, that's all I'm going to be focusing on. <laughs> but I do, I do quick. Ha- I do have a question about Amarillo. Who is going to announce if you're racing? Well, we talked about trying to put a put a mic in the uh, uh, in my helmet while I'm driving, but uh, so so they'll hear screeching and and whining, gasping for breath, and, more and cuss words. No, and yeah, no, no, I don't. And, yeah, why? Maybe I just swear at myself if I make mistakes. I don't know. We'll see. And then yeah, but more more importantly, yes, you trying to grasp 
breath and fresh air as well, you listen we'll, we'll figure out we'll see who's going to be there that i can potentially pass the mic over i know that wesley boswell keeps asking me to get on the mic every once in a while so if boswell's wrenching for anybody that weekend maybe i'll pass the mic to him but we'll find somebody to do play-by-play now yeah gotcha. so again battle of the brickyard we're looking forward to that july 5th 6th and 7th uh the usac carding crew putting that on i obviously did a uh, a podcast with mike burrell if you haven't listened to that uh, make sure you tune into that. Mike gave us a bunch of information on that event, but we're pretty excited, uh, David. I know that you were talking to the guys from Co- uh, Comet Cart Sales. It's uh, you and I, uh, Gary Lawson, and, and Mark Dismore hooking us up with a couple of Comet Eagle chassis with uh, Briggs Power. I'm excited. We're going to be running in, in 206 Masters. Should be fun. Yeah, I should have taken the photo. We had a seat fitting uh, trackside Friday okay. when Gary was at me. You know asked us for our measurements and I sent him my measurements. And he said, there's no human being that's shaped like that. <laughs> I said, yeah, I could. He's like, you can't fit into the, in, into a I, IMAF seat too. I said, yes, I can. He didn't believe me. And I did, but uh, he, he found a different seat that he really wants us to use and, and get us, get us out of the air because I'm tall. Yeah. You maybe not so much. Maybe you'll get you below the yes. steering wheel because you're so short. Know. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun yeah. for sure. And again, that's uh, those are the events, folks, that are coming up for the ECAN Trackside Live Race Calendar. Again, brought to you today by Cart Republic and Cart Sport North America. David Cole heading to the WK Manufacturers Cup Series event as part of the uh, the Charlotte Karting Challenge this weekend in Concord. And I'll be at the Texas Pro Kart Challenge event in Amarillo on July 19, 20, and 21. All right, David Cole, let's wrap up this edition of the EKN Debrief brought to you by the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. What is the wrap-up? Let's talk Constructors' Championship breakdown for the weekend. Well, this was probably one of the fewest brands we see uh, win throughout the weekend on the year. Only six different chassis brands winning in the 14 main events that they had on the weekend. Tony Kart taking home half of them with seven victories uh, on the day or on the weekend cart republic and nitro cart each earning two while comp cart expiry and cosmic each had one victory so a big weekend for the otk brand which really stood out uh, on the weekend overall let me ask you this question is there just from where i sit watching you at these races reading your race reports listening to tim coin as you said uh, is there an overall feel is that a palpable kind of feel of momentum for the series right now Oh yeah, that you know, as we talked about uh, in the paddock pass, um, that the less is more, and it you know it allows people to be excited and and follow and commit to all three events. So, you know, we're as you said, we're sixty six percent of the way done. So now they only, you only have to focus on one more weekend to to wrap up the series. So it it definitely makes things a lot easier. Uh, when you have only three weekends to focus on, because it again allows you to do other events, other series, other activities with your with your family and friends as well. So uh, it's not just uh, racing related that keeps people away from the racetrack. All right, give us a little preview then of the next event, uh, the rounds five and six, the finale for the USPKS. So yeah, the third event of the season and our championship finale will be held uh, at the Newcastle Motorsports Park on July 26th through the 28th as they host the Hoosier Grand Prix in Newcastle, Indiana. And hopefully it should be another record turnout uh, as we have a multitude of events running at Newcastle over the span of three weeks. So you have the USBKS program. Uh, that will be that will proceed the Supercarts USA Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge. 
And then after that is our is the Scusas Pro Tour Summer Nationals. So three straight weekends of events at Newcastle and the United States Pro Kart Series uh, leads that off. And I really do think uh, they could surpass uh, if if we do get all those uh, special guests and spoilers to come in who are who want to get some testing done and and just race big non big fields uh, to uh, to be at Newcastle on July 26th through 28th. Interesting thing, David, as well as I think for all three of those programs, it's their finale race, right? It's a, I know it's the finale USPKS. I believe it's the finale for the Scusa Great Lakes Pro Car Challenge correct. as well. And then, yeah, so it's it's the three those three series, all their finale. So anybody in a championship battle is going to be there for all three events. It's it's going to be a good run at Newcastle Motorsports Park. You and I probably should have just rented a house for the month. I think that might have been a good idea. Yeah, or just stay at Mike Adams. We could just stay at Mike's place. True enough. We'll kick we'll kick Garrett and Logan out. We'll just take over their bedrooms. <laughs> there you go. All right, David, thank you so much, buddy. I know that uh, that was some heavy lifting for you, having to give us the full update and the full review. But uh, bottom line Especially was... Especially when I'm not 100%. Yeah, I, can, yeah. I can hear that. You're battling some allergies. <laughs> you're battling... Well, listen, it's the summer's almost here, and you know you're going to be battling allergies. You're bad that way. Well, that's... You know, the pollen up here has been terrible, so that didn't help. And, and, and yeah, catching a cold on top of that, just just made for a terrible, terrible weekend and me being able to barely talk right now. <laughs> well, stop talking. Don't talk for a while. You've got to get back at it. Of course, David Cole heading uh, on Thursday morning, as we said, an AM, uh, 8 a.m. flight out of Grand Rapids. He is heading to Charlotte, North Carolina for the WKA Charlotte Karting Challenge. Again, big thanks to David for giving us the full update on the Carolina Grand Prix, the midway point of the USPKS series here in 2019. That event, again, done in the books. Championship set to go at Newcastle Motorsports Park at the end of July. Great numbers down in Mooresville. And as David said, predicting even better numbers, a potential record uh, turnout for the USPKS at Newcastle at the end of this next month. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in to another edition of the EKN Debrief. It was number 49 when we get things wrapped up with the race at, uh, at North Carolina for the WK. That'll be episode 50. We'll hit the half century mark for the EKN debrief here on the EKN radio network. One more reminder, if you like what we're doing, you can always listen to ecardinews.com slash radio, but the best bet, download the EKN radio network app to your mobile device. You can hear us anytime. The only 24 seven 365 carding radio station in the world. All our podcasts, all our EKN live coverage, and so much more coming here in 2019. Folks, on behalf of David Cole, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now. Hey.